So Drew's been kissing his microphone leading up to pressing record for reasons unexplained. And it's not going to be explained. Oh, is it the big, is it our big end of season cliffhanger? Why was Drew kissing that microphone? But then it turned, then Patrick Duffy wakes up and it was all a dream. <laughs> Do people like Dallas references? Is that, are we doing the right thing for our audience? Or is our audience uh, uh, teenagers with anxiety disorders and they don't understand what I'm talking about? They right only now? know rebooted Dallas. Ooh, how about reboot? The original I, CG television show. I enjoyed Reboot a lot. I just missed it. You just hit your 30s when it came out in 1996. I didn't want to say it like that, but sort of yes. I was a little too old when it came out. I, 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 like, I was aware of it, but I'm like, nah, that seems like for... Like, it's for nerdy babies. What about Beasties and or Beast Wars? Both after my time Ugh, you're the worst i was a real uh dick van dyke show <laughs> uh ozzy and harriet those those are the shows of my childhood of course of course yeah i love lucy uh, the, the colgate comedy hour oh <laughs> yeah i don't know if this is gonna help you but he was also a part of the colgate comedy hour <laughs> Hit the high C all night. <laughs> come on, come you know on! It. I made you listen to his entire album that night. That I told you you'd never get anywhere because you're addicted to your phone. <laughs> so hey, I'm Scott. This is Drew. I believe is Drew is my uh, my my guest co-host <laughs> every week. <laughs> Permanent guest host. I'm ge- I'm also the audio tech now. I guess. Yeah, you you got promoted. I'm a, I'm a producer. You got promoted to doing more shit that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At least you don't have to edit things anymore. And it is nice. I gotta tell you, it's pretty nice. I just throw that shit up there. Don't even listen to it. I hope it recorded something. And uh, nobody's been that mad yet. So I guess I guess we're doing it right. Oh, there's still time. <laughs> there's time for people to get. There is very th- mad. I can say a lot of things that'll get us in a lot of trouble, <laughs> but I won't. Because this is this is a place of complete happiness and joy and acceptance. This we we allow everyone here. It's a safe space. Except the Chinese. Absolutely, but but for real. Hashtag stop Asian hate. Hashtag unless they deserve it. Ha- <laughs> hashtag unless they move to your country and refuse to learn your language, <laughs> and they want the country to be the same as where they left. They're trying to do some weird kind of Chinese gentrifying. Uh, Scott, if you look to the direction I am pointing. On what? on this podcast, I mean, yeah, but the, like, why the, the neighbors next door? You could just point instead of Sieg Heiling in that direction. Well, how else do you point? You don't point with all four <laughs> fingers up and straight <laughs> arm diagonally up. into a position. Okay, yeah, so that direction. So that direction. Those neighbors, gotcha. my entire childhood until maybe let's say twenty ten. Okay. So we've lived in this house. From 1992, I believe. Yeah. So from 92 to 2010, there was an Asian... Damn, I wasn't even born yet. Uh, as we established earlier, you were already in your 30s. No, that was a joke. I'm a baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, growing up, they there was an Asian family that lived next door that had... Not only did they have two Doberman Pinschers in their backyard 24-7... Until they, that, got, until they got hungry. That would constantly... And then they had zero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott, they're Chinese, not 
Korean. I apologize. There's a difference. I don't know what it is, but there is one. <laughs> yeah, I've, Chinese people have definitely never eaten any weird animals. <laughs> is it tasteless to make Asian jokes on a podcast during a time where Asian people are getting the most amount of hate they've ever gotten? Are we the bad guys now? I would hate for that to be the I case. I mean, we are white, mostly heterosexual white men, so we are the A That's number true. one. We, we are apex predators. We, we are. I like how we were white twice in your description. <laughs> we were white, mostly heterosexual white men. You gotta emphasize the good parts. Which I believe does, in fact, make us apex predators. It's like when you're reviewing a movie and there's, like, one part you really liked, so you bring it up multiple times. Well, I really like the, <laughs> the being, being white, white aspect of you and me. So <laughs> it is one of the best things about us. Anyways, they had two Doberman Pinchers that used to, like, constantly try to murder me and my sister through the fence. <laughs> okay. Like, they were not friendly. And the family was, like, there was no kids, but there was, like, two adults who were, like, 50s-ish, two adults that were, like, 30-ish, and then, like, a grandma who could have been 180 so what, were they living in like a shoplifters type situation? Uh, Shout no, out to Hirokazu Koreeda fans. I think they all just immigrated here to like as a family, and instead of getting multiple houses, like because I don't think they were the current day, modern day like classic rich Chinese, classic Chinese criminals, Ch classic Chinese business criminal. business criminals who are yeah. buying up houses that they don't live in, but also won't let anyone else live in them. Yeah, yeah. It it was more of a like. Early 90s, China's a bad place to live, let's move to Canada and just get like a, you know, a moderately priced yeah. house in the suburbs and actually live in it. So there was five of them living in the house, and of those five, from the years 1992 until 2010, one of the five people learned how to speak English. The <laughs> other four did not understand a word of English. Respect. Because there were several times that my parents had to deal with them where, like, the backyard fence, like, there was part of it collapsed, so my dad was going to fix it, but he wanted to talk to them before he fixed it, and just, like, and that was over their head. A mistake. They wanted to talk to them about the dogs constantly attacking the fence when my sister and I were in the backyard, <laughs> yeah, completely over their heads. Eat my kids. Yeah, it was a real shit show. Eventually, the one that did learn English it was like a, a, the youngest one out of all of them. So he was maybe like, I don't know, 32 or 33. Mm -hmm. um, so about 10 years younger than you are now. That's not true. Uh, he eventually became somewhat social with my parents as far as like, you know, when something was happening then we needed to, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they moved. And so we never like, you know, thank god they're gone um but yeah so like those were the and ones you like, can rest easy knowing those dogs are long dead now yeah thank god there's some dead dogs i uh, now i love you dog gun <laughs> <laughs> i love you dog gun i understand that learning a second language can be very difficult right because the amount of times I've had Spanish-speaking girlfriends, I've had Mexican friends, I've gone to Mexico one time for th almost three weeks. So my grasp of the Spanish language is very minimal because I'm uh, I'm dumb. I've had a lot of brain damage, and also I don't really try that hard. I also am not really going out of my way for. It. But I can under I I understand way more than I speak. 
Like, I can hear words in a sentence that I know and then sort of figure out what the conversation is or, like, what the, the comments or the, the statement being made are based off of, like, a few words. And sometimes I get it, like, pretty close or sometimes it's like, yeah, you get the general gist of it, but it's actually technically this. I understand that. English is the language that all of the dumbest people in the world speak. <laughs> so it's not that hard to learn it. It, it. I mean, English has a lot of, like, weird exceptions and stuff that don't really make any logical sense. True. But, I can see, but so but, does every language. Sure. Like, at least we are the... Are we, we might be, as far as I can tell, one of the only languages that doesn't have male and female for things or is that only spanish uh that's spanish french german has three because they're woke i guess then they've been woke Um, forever (laughs) yeah germans always the wokest throughout history making the right decisions since 1938 yeah i think it's mostly european languages Uh, yeah yeah i actually don't know if there are genders in like in like arabic or urdu or farsi keep going name some more no, I feel like I would be tipping my hand too much if I named uh, too many things, and uh, and also the people I'm in contact with who speak those languages. Oh, interesting. Well, I feel like as a as a person who speaks English poorly, correct. Uh, you have learned it quite well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so. Um, I don't want to slam anybody who d- can't learn. The second language, but it's the act of not really trying. <laughs> the act of making you know, zero if, effort to learn a couple of like, basic like phrases. Like if I moved to Mexico or Colombia or whatever, I would have to learn the basics of communication. Yeah, even like if it's hard to understand what I'm saying to them. Yeah, at least there would be some understanding of. Well, you're pronouncing the word weird, but I get what you're saying, as opposed to just not acknowledging that the person is speaking to you and being here for 30 years (laughs) and speaking (laughs) nothing. Yeah, I feel like just by osmosis, you'd get a little bit. So to actually get nothing requires actually a strong effort on your part. Yes. To actively like disengage and it's not like hearing any things here are in dual languages so you would have to have tons of exposure to english yeah it's not like every sign is in mandarin cantonese and english now there are a lot of places that are only mandarin or cantonese yeah and those are specifically for those people but if you wanted to do like basic like, there's no Chinese gas stations. There's no, <laughs> you, know, you know, I guess that's true. There's no, like, Chinese, like, other than, like, fast food restaurants. You know, every, so you're going to have a basic uh, exposure to English. So at least put the not bare minimum. Not if you only ride a bicycle and only go to Chinese restaurants. Uh, true. But Chinese restaurants are mostly run by Indian people here. That's the the great injustice of it all. <laughs> uh, but like even just writing down phrases on a card or something that you keep in your pocket that are just like the basic greetings or like basic like even just saying sorry I don't speak English. Sure, but I, you know like 
at least I understood how to say, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. So when I go, went to Mexico and people tried to talk to me like a normal human being, and then some white guy just said, lo siento, no uh, hablo espanol, so that they can at least look at me and go, oh, this guy's dumb. Or donde es la biblioteca. <laughs> donde es la biblioteca, yeah. Because you, you, Everyone needs to go to a library when love, they go on vacation. You love the library. I've read... You're a reader. I've read, since high school, <laughs> three books in high school i read one book and the other two i watched the movie and realized they were much different than the book i was supposed to be reading <laughs> so uh i did a they one of the a book report in grade 11 where you could choose any book yeah but you had to read it and do a book report. and there was parts of the class where they would make you read the part your book i chose the running man because i knew it was a movie I then didn't read the book. And you then then you wrote like a, the a, movie. a long thing about Richard Dawson. I, I wrote a long thing about Jesse the Body Ventura <laughs> and about uh, like all these things that were not that weren't in the book and I still like got a good grade and passed or whatever, but then afterwards realized like, oh man, huh. if my teacher had ever read The Running Man would realize I was not even close. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not a reader. I'm more of a I'm more of a looker than a reader. I'm a grower, not a shower. I like to be I like to be read too. That's nice. Yeah, I guess I like to fall asleep while somebody else is reading a book. <laughs> sure that's you know that's almost like reading yeah i, enjoy, day, I enjoy no no no. but like not, read, not, like not reading a book out loud no no they're reading a book they're reading to themselves and you're there and i'm falling asleep correct that yeah i yeah, like that that's nice that's the highlight of my day yeah i'm into that yeah <laughs> i'm trying to uh figure out the three books you've read since high school mein kampf uh the 1998 sports illustrated swimsuit issue and uh, Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. <laughs> oh, I I know you can't say the best answer, because... <laughs> okay, is, it, is it from it the first episode of Chappelle's show? Absolutely. A yeah. book written by Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you can't say it. I that, really can't. That, that, is, really, the, really that can. is the best answer. <laughs> uh, no, I don't read a lot of books, The only, and I don't read fiction, because I like I watch no. movies for fiction. Yeah, I do not. I don't need either. to create things in my brain when I can visually look at it on a screen. I exclusively read nonfiction by comedians. That is, that's okay. all I read. I've definitely read some non nonfiction by comedians. Yeah. Uh, the only one, the like, the only books I've read were I read. Um, I mean, I don't actually remember what the title of it is, but it's uh written by one of the head trainers for SeaWorld, who like after he left SeaWorld, just about. It, it was essentially went along with the movie Blackfish, Blackfish yeah. but it's like, di it's different. Cause like, he's a little bit more central of the argument as opposed to like, we need to put all the whales back in the ocean and murder everyone who runs SeaWorld. <laughs> it was more of a like, you know, once they're in there, you can't take them out. But what you can do is give them a better quality of life. Also, I had a romantic relationship with one of them. That's Dolphin Fucker. And we should probably see that movie. Yes. Um. Then on the other side of it is like, uh, like more information about orcas in captivity and in the wild. Uh, interesting fact. The only interesting fact that I didn't know from reading that book was, uh, that the elderly female orcas who are past birthing age will allow the young males who aren't of like dominant banging age to practice to fucking practice on, on yes them. yeah. 
to, to get them like ready to mate with other females and other pods and stuff. Where's that in the human world? <laughs> Are you saying that you want? No, I want <laughs> yeah, I want you, to practice fucking on an old bitch. You want you want your grandma and your grandma's friends to allow you to practice. Yeah, I mean they're all dead, but <laughs> sure, still, sure. I mean that's pretty interesting. Which is crazy. It's crazy that both of my grandmas are dead because I'm so young. Yeah, you you your parents had you. Your parents were born when your grandparents were in their 60s. Yeah, that's right. And then you were born when your parents were in their teens. Teens, <laughs> yeah. And I'm also a teen. And you're also a teen. So you you are 12 years younger than your dad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that. And then I read a book called Pornland, which was really good. It yeah, was like, you did. It was an interesting book about just, well, first of all, the history of pornography. Would you describe it as... A pussy book? It was, in fact, <laughs> a pussy book. I've been reading my pussy books. Uh, shout out to anyone who remembers that reference. Uh, yeah, it was just the history of it, and then it was also a sort of look into how pornography has like affected like the human brain and the way that we look at actual sexual connection and dating and all that stuff. It was interesting. There was a lot of cool stuff about the history of porn I'd n- never heard of. Uh, and then the only other one I read, and I like, I don't even really know why I read it. It was, I believe it was when Jon Stewart, before the Daily Show, before he left the Daily Show, and a lot of the books I learned about were people he had on the show, mm-hmm. and they would come on to, to plug their books, and then it sounded interesting, so I would go and buy their books. There's actually a few books I've bought from that that I've never actually read. Good job. But um, it was called God's Bankers. And it was just... Hmm, the hi- I wonder who those would be. It's w- like they're the people chosen by God well, to be the bankers. No, it wasn't exactly that. I see. It was a history of the Vatican and how the Vatican spends its money or hides its money or just like a history of all of the financial flow through the Vatican, including like all of the sort of being on the side of the Nazis a little bit yep. and hiding money and stuff. And yeah, I didn't, it was, it was a hefty read, but there was some interesting, interesting stuff in there for sure. It was yeah. definitely like, uh, you know, not really pro, uh, the Vatican, if you can believe it. Amazing. Yeah. So like, those are the only books I've, I've really read. I think I started reading Aziz Ansari's book. I started reading, Dad is Fat by Jim Gaffigan. But you you stopped reading Aziz's because he got canceled. Because yes. someone went on a bad date with him, which yeah. makes him a rapist. Of course. When you don't have any attraction to someone, it immediately means they're and a he, rapist. And he asks to have sex, and you say no, and he says okay. And then goes home separately. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's why you never talk to women. <laughs> Just stay away from women in general. Period. Be safe. Yeah, be safe. Only hang out with dude bros. Dude bros, dude dogs... And even, yeah, even, even when you're with dude dogs, wear a condom. Eh. Be safe. Eh. As long as you know where each other's been. <laughs> you know? Keep it in the family. Oh, uh, what's, uh, whose line is it? I, I was going to say Morgan Murphy, but it's not. I think it's a Jesse Klein line. It's just like, uh, he's got an iPod. He probably doesn't have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. I got an iPod, iPod but I might have it. <laughs> Only one way to find out, Scott. L- later, we're, we're, we're raw-dogging later. All right. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, hopefully you do. Maybe we can both lose a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by my uh, quarantine belly, I don't have AIDS. Unless I've just been injecting $10,000 directly into my bloodline uh, every day. I think you've been doing it right. Okay, I'm you're good. Doing it, doing it magic style. I mean, I got it from having heterosexual sex with women. Oh, one time. M- yeah. Much like Magic Johnson. Exactly. Only women... <laughs> And it was only once. Yeah. You pr- prove prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You can't. Show me the emails. Release the emails. <laughs> Duh, man, I wonder if Hillary Clinton knows how Magic Johnson got AIDS. But, you know and what? if she yeah. was there. Yeah. yeah. I want to see what's on that server. Maybe that's what it was. It wasn't the Benghazi stuff. It was that she knew the truth about Magic Johnson, and that's why they wanted the emails released. I mean, I honestly assumed it was child pornography that was on the server. It was locations for all of the pizza parlors. Yeah. That's what was in the emails. <laughs> like, what... Uh, I mean, look. I don't think I really have an opinion on, on Hillary Clinton. I mean, I don't think she would have been a good president, but granted, the alternative was also not a good president. Yeah, it was, but not, it was not a great choice in what 2016. A, what an absolutely hilarious thing to lose the presidency over uh not releasing like using your own personal email account and then not releasing those emails was why a bunch of people turned on you yeah and also because uh you and your husband are mass murderers and he's a rapist and maybe you are too you're also missing the main argument oh yeah she's a woman <laughs> correct so this is CNN. CNN. Oh, I like hey. that we both did it. A couple of James, couple, couple of James Earl Rays. James Earl Rays. <laughs> Jim Jones is his name. <laughs> oh my God, James Earl Jones is Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Uh, oh, he's got some things to answer so, for. Which, of course, brings us to WWF In Your House 5. In Your House 5. This is, uh, this is a real whatever in your house the main was good the main was good the rest of it was like a real who gives a shit i mean most in your houses have one good match that's true the the last one was okay the last one had some okay stuff in it yeah but yeah this one is a real is real like meh so we are in december 1995 we are in hershey pennsylvania uh, home of the american hockey leagues hershey bears and chocolate and fudge kisses which is where <laughs> I, I kiss your butthole. <laughs> I don't like the term fudge kisses. Fudge kisses. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Uh, so for whatever reason, this one, no Jim Ross, only Jerry Lawler and Vince McMahon. However, Jim Ross is there. Yeah, relegated in the to building, backstage. But he's not doing commentary, which no. is interesting. Uh, as per the usual, Jerry Lawler has the worst fucking hair. It's insane. It is so long and gross and like, it looks like it's gelled. I hate everything about it. It does look like it's gelled. Yeah. It's a gelled, overly long mullet. The, the best look for a mullet. Completely gelled back, straight down to your like, shoulders. It's disgusting. I hate it. Uh, so of course it's Christmas time, so we get some stuff there. Like the commentators are talking over the show. Bart Gunn and Santa were handing out toys. Yep. Uh, then maybe both guns. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't really see Billy, but also who cares? Uh, Lawler 
uh, hyping up the fact that he's got a big surprise for the evening. Like, uh, Maybe you didn't notice. I just remember this whole show that all of the talking Waller did, he really fumbled over what he was saying. He like really incoherent, especially when he was doing the interview later. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, he had a few tough ones. I remember when they were like making the entrances for the main event, he could not say World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Well, it's because he's about to have a heart attack while wrestling in uh, 10 years. 15. 15 years. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a real real sad day for wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. Well... (laughs) Uh, so the first match on the show is the team of Sid and the Kid, which is what they had the title card as. Which is a good name. So Psycho Sid, who last month or last in your house, they were saying Psycho Sid, but not his name officially the, wasn't Psycho Sid the, yet. The, the Chiron still said Sid. But am I using that word correctly? A Chiron. Yeah. Is that? Is that what the... Am I making it up? Like ba- Bars t- at the bottom? Title title card? Title card? Thing? Yeah. It's a Shinron. It, it, it's... Is it a Chevron? Chevron. That's the one. Now I gotta look at... Now I've filled myself with doubt. I, th- I think it is, though. It's uh, C-H-I-R-O-N. Yeah, what, it is. What? You're right. It is? We're it's, good. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. It's... So, just Sid... It's also a centaur in Greek mythology. <laughs> oh. It's just Sid, no Psycho... And the one, two, one, two, three kid. So we have obviously missed in between four and five. The full the kid f- heel turn. Full kid heel turn. Because he's a member um, of the million dollar corporation. Yes. Now. Um, but like the weird thing is, one, he's still one, two, three kid, which is a very baby facey name. Yeah. And he's still wearing the one, two, three kid like baby facey gear. Yeah. Which just seems kind of silly if you're going to turn heel. Yeah, I thought he went straight black gear that's after heel what, turn. That's what I thought. Like he's, the, got, he's got bright purple and white gear. Yeah. So, they're against the team of Razor Ramon and Marty Jannetty. Who looks like an alternate colored Yoshi. One of the all the other universe Yoshis? Yeah. 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 Uh, Marty and Razor decide to come out together in cool guy leather jackets. Yeah. That just seems super out of place. Oh, completely out of place. And they don't even fit them? No, they were were not theirs. Like, they, like, they, I I don't know, the day of the show they realized they were teaming, like, well, our gear looks nothing like one another, and people enjoy it when faces match, so, I don't know, let's go to wardrobe and see if there's something that they have two of. Hey, Razor. You're a, a big, handsome, slick guy who likes to bang. And Marty, Marty, you're, you're also here. <laughs> a guy. So here's some cool jackets for you to wear so that you both look like you pound puss. Yep. And one and you of them it worked. does, and one of them will try much later in life. And one of them will uh, commit murder, and no one will be too worried about and it. And also try and have sex with his not-blood-related daughter. Good enough for Woody Allen, good enough for me. Correct. Uh, so we get a shot of Goldust, uh, being a total pervert, to, uh, in the crowd. Uh, I believe he was molesting his chest while looking at Razor and making the, you know, Goldust face. Yeah, and he also has that, uh, movie usher with him now, which yeah. I had forgotten about. I had also forgotten about. Uh, so we, uh, you know, the whole story of the match essentially is... Razor wants to get to 123Kid. 123Kid yeah. obviously is uh, trying to avoid fighting Razor. 
we start off with Marty and the kid. Uh, at one point, I believe Janetti tries to do a drop toe hold, but oh my god, he does the drop 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 toe hold to the far leg. Like, yeah, so he ends up landing on the kid's near leg as he takes it. him down and like breaks his fucking leg. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it looked horrible. Yeah, um, so eventually, kid gets the advantage, tags and Sid. And Sid proceeds to oh. just throw those pillowy, soft, silky smooth. I would work, barely touch you strikes. I would work Sid every day on a two-month tour, and not have the slightest concern about ever getting hurt. I would love to see the percentage of guys who Sid even accidentally made hard contact with. Never happened. Like zero, zero, not or may- once. maybe like. Back in the early days of WCW when he was younger and kind of a loose cannon, <laughs> maybe he stiffed some guys. But once he became a bigger star, like none of those strikes no. are even touching you. And like, and the one major showcase of that in this match is Kid gets Razor in the corner and he's like throwing some big <laughs> strikes that Razor's reacting to. Sid on the apron throws like a big clubbing forearm to the back. Razor doesn't even move. Sid because he throws ha- it so soft that Razor doesn't realize he hit him. <laughs> yeah. Like Razor has no idea that Sid's even touched him. <laughs> it's great. Um, he's a pro. Uh, yeah. So uh, at one point, Marty gets starts to get his heat back. And he realize he does a diamond dust, like a jumping, du- like jumps into off a the diamond second rope, does yeah. a jumping, dumping, jumping diamond dust, which they call a somersault cutter, or somersault bulldog. Somersault bulldog, somersault yeah. Cutter was bulldog. not a thing yet. Yeah, um, which it just seems like really early for anybody to be doing that yeah. spot. Well, just like Fatu doing a fucking diamond cutter last year. Yeah. R- running diamond cutter out of the corner. Yeah. Where's the shit coming yeah. from? I don't know. I guess they're they're watching the tapes. Of guys who aren't doing it yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we so then we cut to Todd Pettengill interviewing Goldust, uh, where Goldust is of course being Goldust. He wants which appears to be it's presented like it's live. Yeah, because you can at the see same the time crowd as the match, in the background, but it looks to be a pre-tape because there's no crowd noise. The crowd's in not the reacting to anything happening in the so match. it must have been. Before the match actually started, yeah. they must have recorded it. Yeah, and then like they edited the it the and show. put it in later in the match. Yeah. So Goldust essentially is saying how hot and sexy um, Razor is, and essentially that he wants to blow him away yeah. or something. D- Dustin Rhodes, d- don't let's not mince words here. Dustin Rhodes wants to fuck Scott Hall. Yeah. Nothing like punishing a very good wrestler who comes from a very good lineage, who is a heterosexual Texan, and they're like, "Hey, you have to be a gay guy who wants to blow this hunk." And you're gonna, you're gonna push the gay liberal Hollywood agenda. Yes, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I feel like the Razor stuff is pretty gross, but I feel like he does way grosser stuff with Roddy Piper in '97. 96. Or 96, yeah, 96. It's coming soon. Yeah. It's right after Razor. I feel like there's a ton of just, like, groping Roddy. And and what was the deal was... um, It wasn't supposed to be Piper. Was it supposed to be Razor again? It was supposed to be Razor again. And what happened? Is it just because Razor was leaving, or... Maybe, maybe. I I don't remember the circumstances of it. I'm sure we'll... We can look it up when we get to that... Yeah. That, uh, the In Your House before... Right, because there's one the month before. 
Yeah, there's and the so I'm sure the, we'll get some kind the in of in your house after Mania is Razor's last match. Yeah, so I'm sure that we'll get some kind of Piper Goldust interaction on the in your house yeah, before maybe. Mania. Yeah, so maybe it'll explain it to us then because I, I yeah I honestly don't remember. I can't remember the deal. Um, so oh yeah, another note that I wrote down was just. There was, like, tons of bad timing by the heels, like, the whole match. Like, uh, you know, Marty went to the second rope to do something, and he had to do something with the one 2 kid first. Yeah. And then he was diving for a crossbody on Sid. But Sid was, like, ready for it way too soon. Sid Sid just kind of had to stand there and, And like, fake fake stumble around waiting for Marty. Yeah. And then Sid and Kid did, like, a corner-to-corner whip. But, like, one of them wasn't ready for it. Yeah. So it was sort of, like, it's really awkward. Like, here, hold, take my arm. No, 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 you you take my arm and whip me. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, like yeah. it's, I hate to say it, it's possible, and this is just a theory, this is by no means empirical fact, it's possible that Sid is not a good wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that is true, that is true. And also, like, at this point, it's not like Kid's been working heel very long. Yeah. So a lot of his offense has been, get your ass kicked, and have hope spots, not do a bunch of offense. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's definitely new to him. Um, one of the kid hits, like, a pretty good frog splash. Yeah, which which also a lot of. pretty early in 95. Yeah. Um, and then the finish. <laughs> the finish was Razor in the corner hitting a Rick Steiner-esque second rope bulldog on Sid. Which... Out of nowhere. Yeah, which for all the world to see just look like a random transition spot that was going to set up some stuff Something. like maybe a tag or maybe maybe get to the finishing sequence but no that was it nope just straight up bulldog classic razor ramon second rope bulldog well, he did win with a side slam yeah a last show or no back back suplex, suplex. yeah that's true back suplex i guess he's show. broadening you his know what horizons. maybe razor's got a more broad move set than we are even aware of i guess so and it's uh, as if he's a good wrestler who they let him do moves <laughs> that's true and uh sid got pinned and he's gone till uh july Gone forever. Softball. It's softball season, softball baby. season baby. He's the boy. That's the boys of summer. Yep. Um. So after the match, Razor like so he immediately pins Sid. Sid Sid rolls out of the way right away, and he just oh god grabs one two three kid like yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, goes to Razor's edge him. Yeah. So gets him, gets him up, up for the first half to go just about to throw him like fully mm. up, and then Sid from the ground outside reaches, the ring reaches through the middle rope. And drags Kid out through, like, between the middle and top rope by his foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so then, yeah, they scurry away. Razor and Marty looking big in the ring, whatever. And then there's some weird, creepy, like, gold dust look. I'm thing. gonna fuck you. Gold dust wants... Uh, you wants, think I'm not, but I'm gonna fuck he you. wants to lick your body clean. <laughs> Every inch. He's... The son of one of the best wrestlers of the 80s and or 70s, and he's being gay, man. He's the son of the son of a plumber. Son of a son of a plumber. Um, so backstage now, we get the, uh, as now has become tradition with these shows. Superstar Superstar Hotline, baby. Uh, this time, it's one picture in picture. It's Sonny on one, and it's Ray Rougeau on the other. Could you imagine calling the <laughs> WWF would... hotline in 1995 thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna talk to Tammy Lynn Sitch. <laughs> and you're like, hey, this is me, Jacques <laughs> Rougeau. Ray Rougeau. Ray. Ray, yeah, Ray yeah. Rougeau. Uh, like, oh, can I talk to Sonny? No, no, she is very busy. <laughs> it is only me. 
Would you like to hear about how much of a creep my brother is? <laughs> uh, so we come we come back to the ring, and then there's like this bizarre mess up. So the ring announcer, who I, I kept saying to Scott, yeah. the first match and this match, I'm like, who, who? the fuck is this? Yeah, guy? number one, who the fuck is the? I've ring never announcer? heard him before. I've never seen him before. So like, is he just the fill-in guy or something? Because like, I guess they own like they had the Fink for big things. Yeah, but then they had just like Chimmel. Just... Did they have Chimmel yet? Or not? Uh, yeah, I guess they had Chimmel, but he didn't do a lot. Or do they have that bitch from the early '90s who wore the shiny suit? Oh yeah, the one who's in uh, WrestleFest, the arcade game. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember her. She didn't have a name. She wasn't a person. It's fine. Uh, she's one. Um. So yeah, they just have. They just seem to have a bunch of random yeah. guys for every. Like it, what this was. This guy wasn't on the last yeah. one. Why Finkel couldn't do everything? I don't know. Don't know because they maybe they thought he was quote unquote old. That literally, that's why. Yeah. Uh, Vince hates age. He hates age because he because he, he can't age. He's immortal. Yeah. Even though he looks horrible, he does. But that being said, he will still bury us all. Absolutely. So he announces that the next match is going to be like int- introducing first from wherever Tennessee. And is... th- see, that's what's interesting about the fuck up to me is that he had all the stats for him, and he's not even the guy who actually introduces. And he them. and according to how it should have gone. He never needed an introduction, period. Maybe he just had the run sheet of, like, what the matches were, and he was confused. Like, but why would you even give it to him if he's not the one doing it? There's no good explanation for why this happened. So he says, from wherever Tennessee, Buddy, and then... And we're like, wait a minute, did he say Rydell? Because he sure didn't say Landell, which is the guy's name. Yeah, we knew what it was going to be. Yeah. Because I... Spoiler alert to myself, I looked it up. Oh, self-spoilers. So, it's supposed to be Buddy Landell. So, he says Buddy Rydell. Rydell. But then immediately, like, somebody leans through the rope and says something yeah. to him. And or, then Lawler, like weird... Lawler gets up and he's like, fuck off, guy, I'm a talk yeah. now. Yeah, Lawler's like, hey, dumbass, this is my segment. So, the guy gets out of the ring, and then Lawler does... Uh, you know, this little, like, oh, my, my big reveal. He's got, like, something wrapped, like a present. And he says, my big reveal is the return of Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And so Jarrett comes out wearing an amazing. It an is something. Absolutely amazing. Sh- like, shiny. White. Sheer. Shiny, yeah. Like, uh, pants and jacket and shirt and, like, hat. And, like, it is the maybe the flashiest gear he's ever had and ever will have i'm going to describe it as his second best gear behind his best gear of course being late 97 early 98 aztec singlet oh yeah <laughs> that's that's number one this is number yeah, two yeah 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 okay what a weird choice although is this count as gear or just an outfit i, I, I suppose this yeah. is more of an outfit dare i say even a costume a costume uh yeah it's amazing it's beautiful yeah i i hope that Jarrett has a massive closet at home full of all of these full crazy of dumb gear. shit because he's like worn the, over yeah, the, the, the 95 to 98 Jarrett stuff is some of the like Coolest looking, but also some of the ugliest Just stuff. Just silliest and ugliest, but it's, it's great. It would be a shame yeah. if it wasn't in a place of respect yeah. somewhere. So the, uh, is, I, mean, I bet you there's a Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame in Hendersonville, Tennessee. 
Maybe it's in that. I hope so. Look it up. Uh, so the big reveal... It's next door to Graceland. <laughs> it's in Graceland. They Ooh, bought a part of They Graceland have a wing of for Graceland. Jeff <laughs> so the big reveal was that Jarrett, or, um, Lawler wants to give Jarrett a, his... Uh, so passes him the, the gift. Jarrett opens the gift, and it is a, uh, a gold CD, CD. Yes. of his fake album yeah. with his fake single... Uh, with half a million sales. With, with half a million sales. But you can clearly see that the CD in the case is scratched. Correct. <laughs> when they, when they, they put a, a close above CD. it. And I'm like, Scott, is it is that a giant scratch on it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it so is. So it must have just been, oh no, we forgot to buy a CD. Does anybody Does have, anyone a have a CD? Oh yeah, I've got this one. Or I'll just flip it around and put it in the thing. And yeah, I've got, yeah, no one will notice. Use the backside of Ride the Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jerry uses this opportunity to say that he's back. He's the best entertainer, the best singer, the best wrestler. And he's declaring himself as the first official entrant in the 1996 Royal Rumble. Follow up question, Drew. Uh, Does he wrestle in the 1996 Royal Rumble? He wrestles on the show. Is he in the Royal Rumble? Answer. Don't avoid the question. Answer the question, Drew. Is he, you know what? So you're under oath. Scott, you know what? Uh, everybody here at the Performance Center does a really good job. No. Nope. They have access Answer to the, the weights question. and the you training. Cannot, you so everybody's always fifth. here getting better and they're training. And, and Look, you're not... Uh, ac- next question, please. You're not accused of anything, so you can't take the fifth. I'm a- not. Answer the question. You're accusing Jeff Jarrett of being a phony. I am. Well, Jeff Jarrett's a big phony. Because <laughs> he was not he is in the Royal not Rumble. in the Royal Rumble. He's on the show, and I'm, maybe we'll find out why he's not in the Rumble, but I bet you we That's won't. very generous of I you. bet you they forgot they even did this promo. <laughs> uh, so, Jarrett joins commentary for the next match. Uh, out comes Dean Douglas, uh, who we last saw jobbing to ra- Who we Razor. thought was gone. We thought he was gone in November. Well, no, because we we looked at because he doesn't he doesn't, doesn't have a match. Yeah, but he never, he doesn't have another match. Yeah, so maybe he's around for a little bit, but doesn't. I think he's gone wrestle. now. Maybe. Uh, so he comes out for a match against Ahmed Johnson. Uh, he gets in the ring and he says that he's ah uh, my back's only at sixty five percent. I'm not cleared. And so McMahon on commentary goes, "Oh my, don't tell me he's gonna get out of this." And then that's you exactly bitch. what he does. So he says that he's got a replacement. His newest student, uh, the graduate student, Buddy Landell, who comes out to the old WWF Ric Flair music. Wearing a Ric Flair yeah. jacket, the, like the, the robe. It, it's so funny because like everything about him is, is already knockoff Ric Flair, and the beauty is now that he's in WWE, he gets to use literally the knockoff Ric Flair music that Ric Flair himself used. That yeah, the shitty 2001: A Space Odyssey music done by Jim Johnson. So yeah. you should uh, pay respects to the OG. I should. Uh, so yeah, so Buddy Landell versus uh, Ahmed Johnson. Uh. uh the match, it's, the match is nothing. The match it's is forty-five. The match seconds is Buddy long. Landell trying to throw some chops and strikes. Ahmed not having any of his shit, hitting like some punches and whatever. A slam gets him for the pro river plunge. Bam, over finish. Uh, Dean Douglas is very sad outside. Ahmed goes and gets his uh, paddle, which they yep. call the paddle board of education. Pretty funny, which I thought was cute. Yep. Uh, he smacks Douglas on the butt with it. Yeah, he's. I, I hope Douglas's last appearance was being spanked. Being spanked. Uh, we, uh, boo. We, uh, boo. We, uh, boo. <laughs> uh, so Douglas leaves. Lawler gets the mic and says he's going to do a post-match interview with Ahmed. 
uh, then does maybe the greatest subtle racism from a white guy to a black guy ever on wrestling because he's talking about, you know, because uh, he, he wants to... It was really weird, but I'm like... I, I understand, like, obviously understand why they did it, but it was just such a weird thing of Lawler, like, oh, I don't want to be looking directly into the camera. I want you to get a profile shot of me. That was so weird. But it was so that they could get Jared in the background, is what it was. They wanted a three-year in the the shot so that Jared was, like, off to the side. Because if he's standing facing the camera, Jared's, like, behind him hidden. I, so I get it, but it's just like, what a weird setup of like, it was ooh, very weird. I don't like my face, so let's show side profile where you can see my big old double chin, because yeah. I'm secretly fat. Um, no, but not as long as he keeps his head all the way up. As long as he's looking up, there's no double as chin. As long as there's no foldage. Yes. Uh, so he talks about how yeah, Jeff Jarrett's college graduate is, you know, he got a, a great, great, a great student. He had a 4.0 grade point average. He, he lettered in football, lettered but in also football. had a 4.0 GPA. Yeah. Unlike, unlike Dum Dum over here. <laughs> <laughs> unlike you, Ahmed, who I heard when you got your letter, the coach had to read it to you. <laughs> implying that a black man don't know how to read which on at at face value is racist but also specifically to ahmed johnson he can't read yeah yeah. but the crowd the audience doesn't know that the fans don't know that i guess you're 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 trying to make the the uh the baby face look like he's dumb yeah Uh, but a dumb old black man don't know how to read you can have a sympathetic illiterate could you um, I've, I've, Charlie on Always Sunny, thank you. This guy, that's a character. <laughs> so is Ahmed no, Johnson. because in kayfabe, he's a real person. Oh, Ahmed right. Johnson is who he is. True. Right? Yeah. Nobody knows him as Big Tony Norris. Yeah, and like, and Tony Norris can't read. Tony Norris can't read. For sure he can't read. Tony, Yeah, but Ahmed Johnson's yeah. a, a smarty pants. Like, yeah. Terry, like, Hulk Hogan has an eight-inch penis. Terry Bollea does not. Hulk Hogan has women throwing themselves at him. Terry Bollea is a gay man. Uh, so Hulk Hogan says the N-word. Terry Bollea only says gay slurs. <laughs> While having gay sex with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, you're such a... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't respect gay men. Uh, however, I will allow them to stick my wiener in their butt. Yeah. Also, I'm a gay man. <laughs> uh, so Ahmed has a bunch of really bad. I'm uh, not getting comebacks. married until gay people can get married, because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, be- <laughs> I believe that's a Harris Whittles R.I.P. <laughs> it's a very good one. That is very good. <laughs> I love it. A uh, a not as good Harris Whittles one. Wi-Fi because Fi. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that's not as good. Uh, Scott, you're off the podcast. Damn it. See ya. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. Gotta find a new dead guy to steal bits from. Uh, Greg Giraldo. That's your guy. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. You could do worse than Greg. Steal his jokes. He's dead. No one's gonna come for him. (laughs) Hey, stop stealing Greg jokes. Uh, no? Alright. It's a good day to cross a river. (laughs) 
so yeah, Ahmed's got a lot about a, a bunch of real dumb comebacks. He just calls Jared a fake ass cowboy a bunch of times, three times, and then calls because him a, he could only learn one phrase. Yeah, and he makes a bunch of achy, breaky, fake ass cowboy. He yeah. says that a bunch of times. He calls him a fakey, achy, breaky, like a bunch of dumb shit that like makes makes it seem like he doesn't know how to read. So he's feeding Honestly, into Lawler's yeah. comments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he accidentally proved Lawler right. So Lawler keeps insulting him, and he turns his back to Jarrett. So Jarrett grabs the framed gold CD and fucking oh my god murders. If Ahmed he couldn't with read it. before, he definitely can. That now. thing clearly was supposed to smash. It did. Whether Jarrett was supposed to hit him with the glass, the glass side first, or they didn't like Kate, like kayfabe it ahead of gimmick it beforehand. He fucking blasted him in yeah, the back. I don't know of the what head it was, it. but it was rough. Like super hard. Like not even like that thing must have been made of like solid oak. <laughs> for that thing to bounce off his skull like that. Rich mahogany. Yeah, rich mahogany. Just <laughs> murdered him. So then he gives him a, one more shot with it, then he hits him a couple times with a chair, and then Ahmed starts like hulking up, no selling it because big old dummy's got a thick skull. Yep. Uh and then Ahmed's medically proven. Ahmed gets the, the As a chair. phrenology enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the second time you said that? Ever or today? To, on the podcast. At, oh, yeah. I think that's the second time you've said that. At least. Yeah. So It's, it's in my Twitter profile. Ah- Ahmed gets the chair and uh, runs Jared off up the ramp and whatever. That's the end of it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was... <laughs> nobody should be letting Ahmed speak. He really should have been given a manager. Yeah, really. Like, should, they, like if anyone yeah, needed the they manager. They really should have given him a mouthpiece because he just sounds so fucking dumb every time he opens his mouth. Like, people... Like... English is his only spoken language, and, like, most people could not understand him. No. But also, because it's not like he was saying anything of importance or relevance anytime he talked. No. So, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more amazing Ahmed Johnson promos going forward now that he's officially in the company. I loved him in 96. I mean, he's pretty great, but he's also fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Remember when he joined the nation for like 10 minutes and then they were like, ah, maybe we shouldn't have made him join the nation. All right, you're out again. Yeah. That, what a dumb decision. Uh, you're a black guy. All right, you're in the nation. Oh, but, but now we, but but now we been, don't have a black guy to feud But with I've the been black fighting guys. with the nation and we hate each other. Ooh. Ah, you worked it out. All right, you're out. Yeah, it was a real dumb booking, but we're going to get to that. Uh, so we go to the back where we get the America online room, yep. uh, which isn't, isn't even computers. It's just an interviewing room. Yeah, it's just a room that says America Online. Like, it might not have even been sponsored by America Online. It might have just been, hey, we'll put this up, and if they give us money, cool. If not, it looks like they gave us money. Because, yeah, there's not, it's not like he's chatting on the computer. He's literally no. sitting at a table with Todd Pettengale. Yeah, this is... I did I did not have the internet yet when this paper I happened. also did not have the internet I got it in 19 I'm going to say mid 1996 I think we got it much later I'm going to say 2007 20, 2012 No cuz I Last Tuesday I played Did you get the internet on Tuesday I played StarCraft in middle school and I was in middle school in 98 huh, and 99. Quite really tipping your hand as a pussy hand. Of course. Uh, so yeah, 98, 99. So I'm going to say maybe like summer 98 okay. was when we got the internet. Exciting time. Uh, I mean, it was... How long until porn? First day? 
No, because, like, we had dial-up, and the computer was downstairs, like, not, like, right at the bottom of the stairs. So, it wasn't really a lot of ways to, like, block it off from the view of anyone coming down the stairs. Life finds a way. I do remember, though, in the summer, I got grounded for something. And it was, was no it for jerking off at the public computer <laughs> in the house. No, and both no. your parents saw you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. No, it was. Uh... And then you, <laughs> and you made maintained eye contact and finished. I think yeah, this is not. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> we need to talk about Andrew. We need to talk about Andrew. Andy Douglas. Uh, no, it was. I I think there was this girl that had a crush on me right away. Gross. Who who I didn't actually like. But because I was such a nerdy a loser mm-hmm. that I had agreed to go to something with her. So I figured I had to get grounded. That was the only way I, oh, I like wouldn't go. This is a good move. So I did something mean to my sister, I think. And my parent, my mom grounded me, right? So the grounding was I wasn't allowed to go anywhere for two weeks and no internet for two weeks. Like no computer. So what I had to do was I had to, I think... Maybe it wasn't even summer. It might have been still when school was going on. I had to, like, run home as fast as I could so that I could use the computer mm. before my parents got home from work and yeah. then shut it down and act like I hadn't been on the computer. Oh, I don't like, know. What, what, who's, was someone using the computer? I don't even know oh, what a computer I don't even is. know how to turn it on. What's the password again? <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 it, maybe that might have been high school, actually. Maybe. But, like, yeah, that was when it was like, oh, you can go on LimeWire and download things? Uh, deal. I will do that for you. So, so yeah, that was what happened. Um, but, yeah, there's absolutely no online aspect to the America Online room. No. Uh, Todd Pettengale is interviewing Razor, who's got his icy title. Says, like, what happened out there about with the kid and whatever. Says, tomorrow night on Raw, you're going to be defending your Intercontinental title against Yokozuna. Blah, blah, blah. So Todd's like, okay, like I'll uh, I'll see you later. Oh, by the way, here's a weird envelope. A, Gold Dust a gave gay me man earlier. told me to give you this. So he gives him the envelope. The camera just stays on him. He opens the envelope. Vince is trying to throw to the next thing, and Lawler is like, whoa, Vin, hold on, hold on. Let's see, let's see what's let's see what's in this note. Let's see what Gold Dust sent him. And you know, Razor starts reading it. Then you can see the absolute disgust and homophobia yeah. and hatred of gays <laughs> going through Razor's mind when he's reading this letter. He crumples it up and then, like, storms off. So, of course, it's something about how Goldust wants to feel him up and down with his bum and his tongue. I want to kiss you all over and over and again. I, I assumed it was one of those, like, do you like me, check one, and the options are yes and really yes. Yeah, it's, uh, do, it's, do you want to go steady with me? Yes, yes, also yes. <laughs> those, those are the options. Fuck, marry, kill. Me, me, me. <laughs> Uh, there, yeah, there was, oh, sorry, there was also some, like, really bad online pun by Razor that didn't work of, like, America Online. Now I want want hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me to be, (laughs) hold me, marry me, fuck me, kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I want that. I know. 
<laughs> anyway, carry uh, on. <laughs> yeah, there, so Razor says something about, like, oh, like, America Online. Well, tomorrow I'm going to put my title online. Online. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that almost Look, works. internet jokes were new. Uh, it's true. The internet was brand new to everyone involved. Al Gore had just invented it. Al Gore just invented it, and he saved the planet. So you show him some goddamn respect. Yeah. Uh, so next we have the buildup for the uh, Arkansas hog pen match or pig pen match. Uh, so we get Hillbilly Jim comes out. I, I realize I wrote Hilly Billy Jim. Uh, I don't think that's the most egregious thing you wrote. I, I'm looking at how you spelled Hearst in Hunter oh. Hearst Helmsley, and I'm losing my mind. H- Hunter was a real Undertaker fan. <laughs> uh, whatever. I type fast, and I'm not really paying attention to what I type. Uh, so Hilly Billy Jim, who is still jacked to shit. He, he could kick both guys' asses in this He could kick everyone's himself. ass. Yeah. He could kick Sid's ass. That's true. With his pillowy forearms. <laughs> but, like, Hilly Jim is probably, like, 50 at this point? Yeah, probably no older than 50. He, like, he didn't look real old. What's, uh... uh Hilly Jim, born in 1952. He's so 43. He's 43. He's young. He could go. Man, so he wasn't... If He he debu- He started wrestling in 1975, so 25. Yeah. So he wasn't very old when he was, like, doing done. his <laughs> wrestling career. Yeah. But, like, he was done by 93. Yeah. Huh. Oh, not even. He was done by 1990. Yeah, I would have said around 90. So, like, his career wasn't very long. But he's six foot seven and jacked to shit. Yeah, like like he had like his chest size, his w- chesticles, uh, I don't as know. it were. What what would you say? A hundred? His chest <laughs> size was a hundred. Yeah, yeah, a hundred inches. Yeah, he wears a size one hundred suit. Yeah. I mean, like traps huge, shoulders huge, yeah, arms pretty big. Like he looks like Paul, like, not fat. No. Like, in great shape. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that he, like, I guess even now there's old guys that are jacked, but they are just, like, roid bodies. This yeah. didn't look like a roid body. Although, this looked like a normal Although I'm sure body. he did roids. Because it was the 80s. Everyone did steroids. Yeah. But yeah, right now, at this point in, in his career, he, he looks like he's just been, like, bored and working out. Absolutely. And yeah. I think even, like... In more recent years, he's still in pretty good shape. I think he is. Almost 70. Yeah. So I guess it's just that natural hilly billy uh, (laughs) diet and body. Uh, So he comes out. He's the special guest referee. He's from good stock. He's from good stock. Uh, He comes out. He's the special guest referee for the hog pen Which seems like an advantage for Godwin, honestly. (laughs) Except for he's an honest, uh, down-to-earth... That's uh, true. Salt-of-the-earth. Farmer. So he's gonna call it right down the line. Blue collar. Uh, yeah. might be... Oh, and P.S. Luller would not stop making you might be a redneck jokes under the guise of you might be from Arkansas jokes as if he wasn't literally just stealing Jeff Foxworthy lines. Uh, was Jeff Foxworthy doing that in 1995? Yeah. I couldn't tell you i don't give a shit i mean i wasn't sure but he's literally doing jeff that's true yeah he is doing those exact jokes i can't imagine that lawler is smart enough to think those up on his own no uh so yeah hunter Helmsley versus henry o godwin the old hog um 
Oh, when they they yes. show the pig pen. I'm originally. so excited about the next note you yeah. made. Uh, so they they show the pigs in the pen, and Lawler <laughs> sort of makes like a like a funny joke about it, and, and then, then he, there's a brief pause, and very like very subtly, quietly, like sort of to himself, but also you can hear it. Vince makes a couple like oink oink noises. So funny, really. When Vince just said oink oink, um, I don't know. Maybe he saw a policeman. Uh, maybe he did. Um, so. Godwin comes out still not using face music, even though he is clearly yeah, how, a baby. How face. long do pig noises and lone banjo yeah, like go on? Deliverance for? music. It's weird. But like definitely by the time pig comes. Yeah, it's uh, don't go messing with the country. They, boy. They've got yeah, they got the, the hillbilly gym music. Um Yeah, it just seems really weird that he's clearly a face, but he's got this weird, like, evil southerner pig farmer music. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, uh, Henry tries to slop Hunter, which then you had said, if you're already doing a hog pen match, why do you need the slop up? Kind of seems like putting a hat on a hat. Yeah. So he tries to get him. Hunter throws the ring announcer dude in the way he gets slopped and like eat, like eat shit. As does the front row. As does most of the front row. I hope they're wearing their Gallagher ponchos. Yeah. That's a real, uh, yeah. Must be real interesting to sit front row and get... I would imagine it's just like food, pea soup, like pea pea soup with like some exorcist style. Up it looked like it had some like lettuce in it and shit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, still, I wouldn't want that thrown on me early in a pay per view. No, nah. when I got to sit there the rest of the show, I would imagine those people all got free T shirts. They would have got something. Yeah, for sure. I would imagine. Or like a, hey, you guys want to meet uh, Henry Godman after the hey, show? Hey, you guys want to fuck Goldust? <laughs> <laughs> He's really into it. He'll do it. He'll do whatever we tell him to hey, for some reason. You guys, you guys want to fuck one of those hogs? We're paying him in pills. Ooh, uh, uh, Black Mirror pilot <laughs> yeah. style. Only it's voluntary. <laughs> voluntary. Uh, so this this entire match is literally one thing. It is Hunter bumping like a goddamn champion. Hunter is... I was saying, I understand where Hunter's coming, coming from. He's like, if I work real hard and I fuck the boss's daughter... <laughs> I can really make something in this business. Yeah. And you know what? He did. If if I make friends with all of the pieces of shit. Yeah. And I if I very pol- if I politic my way up the ladder. And I very slowly chip away at who would be a minor at the moment, but if it's the long con, so I wait until she's like in her 20s. Yeah. I will be able to do whatever I want for the rest of my life. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah, he, he can't even be mad at that. He takes a massive back body drop in, drop in the ring. He takes a, what, uh, like a snap bump on the snap floor, bump on the floor and the, then like of the entrance way. Yeah. And then back in the ring, he does the, uh, hit the corner back flip over the rope to the floor. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah. Uh, then he takes the slop drop on the floor. Yep. Granted, it's on the padding, but still, like, it's still padding over floor. Yeah, that's, that's a hurts. hard bump to take. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, like, the whole match is just him making Godwin look like a million bucks. Like, the snap bump on the floor alone, like, I would not want to take that. No, it's a that's a cement sucks. floor. Yeah. So, uh, there's a very great tease of Hunter going into the pig pen. Yeah, because like, he's going... Set up for the pedigree. But, like, right by the pen, yeah. so there's not even room it, to do the it, pedigree. It's the real razor doing the razor's edge to the guy over right the top rope to the, the ropes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
um, where so he gets back, like go, going for a back body drop in, but he grabs the top of the pig pen and, and just stays like, on it, flattens himself out and lands like, oh, on top of the pen. You tricked me. Like that was really good. It was well set up, good timing. He didn't like slip almost or anything. Yeah, it was good. Um, then uh, so I was very surprised that. Uh, Henry Godwin did like a wheel, like Hunter in a wheelbarrow, like up into a face buster. Yeah, like a straight up Vader face eraser. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, that very surprised by that. Yeah, maybe Henry Godwin's the best wrestler we never knew about. I think Canterbury can work. Canterbury can work. I think I think Knight can work too. He just got stuck with the worst possible gimmicks. He, he had a bit of a <laughs> tough Na- ride. Naked Midian, anyone? Yep. Um. So yeah. So then they they brawl back it out. And, uh, he, like, he just runs at Hunter, and Hunter, like, ducks, ducks and... and he goes over the top into the pen. Uh, Hillbilly Jim raises his arm to, 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 for the win. I mean, Hillbilly Jim literally did nothing. No. <laughs> uh, he but, called it down the middle. Good for him. Yeah, but then Godwin grabs Hunter, gets him back, gets him in the pig pen, press slams him, and then drops him face first into the slop. Yeah. And go- you know what? Good for Hunter. He, like, buries his face in, oh, yeah, in, got the, covered, in the mud. Like, like he, a pro. He doesn't, like, land and sort of, like, ew, this is gross. He, like, yeah. goes for it. Yeah, and so. then, like, gets up and slips in it. You know, all the yeah. classics. He, he does, the like, a really good job selling it. So yeah. he, he makes Godwin look like a million bucks, and then, but he still gets the win, but then Godwin gets the one up on him at the end. So, like, or, like very, very good booking surprisingly for such a silly ass match <laughs> yeah for a match involving pig shit yeah uh so after this we get the a promo package for big daddy cool's sort of heel turn uh they show him losing the title to brett and being a fucking asshole about it uh it's co- sort of put together with the old uh sean takes nanzigray from owen and then oh he's, um, i'm so faint my brains are scrambled and he passes out owen's finishing the job those marines started yes those unprovoked marines did yeah uh, those bastard soldiers so yeah so the the promo package is very confusing because it's very clear that Diesel... The promo package would make perfect sense if Diesel was fighting a face tonight. Correct. But he's not. He is not. Because <laughs> the whole promo package is how he got screwed out of the title. And now he's, he's mad at the heart. Now he's being a dick. But he wants revenge on Owen for what he did to his friend Sean. Because he's still friends but with Sean, sh- even though he's a dick now. And sh- Yeah, and so even though Sean is a babyface in wrestling, not in real life. In not real life, in real life. He's the heel. Um, so yeah, it's just a real confusing, like Diesel's boat. He's not even a tweener. He's literally playing full heel. He is a full heel full face. He is a full heel who is friends with Shawn Michaels and high-fiving people in the crowd that are no, wearing but that's, black that, gloves. That's a heel spot though. Cause he'll, <sighs> he'll only high-five black gloves. I guess. Uh, so we, we come back, we come from the promo package. Owen's already in the ring, so which sucks because Owen's music is the best. So good. So we don't even get to hear Owen's music. Fucking disco jam. Uh, Diesel comes out. Um, the the match honestly isn't much really other than a few. Cool it's not spots. much except one big yeah. thing. There's so at one point on commentary, Lawler says. Uh, Big Daddy Cool's being so mean lately that even his razor backed away from his face. Ha ha ha. And we're like, is that even a joke? Yeah, I mean, like, he has a goatee, but that's about it. No, is he implying that him and Razor aren't kissing anymore? Maybe he's implying that him and Razor aren't kissing anymore. Weird. Uh, there is a very great, uh, like, huge jump massive 
sidewalk slammed by Diesel. Like, that was big, nice. Big air. Yeah. Because uh, both of his quads still work, and his knees, and his hips, and his back. Uh, <laughs> and, and neck, and <laughs> pussy, and crack. Then. Owen, okay. Here's the only thing that matters in this fucking match. Owen gets the advantage. He is standing on the second rope, giving Diesel the old ten punches in the corner. Diesel just face palms him off. The way that Owen handles being face palmed is by doing a full half backflip directly onto his head from the second rope. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't die four years early. Or or just be severely hurt. Yeah, it looked horrific. It looked real bad. His neck bent in a weird way. Although, honestly, only the second worst head bump of the night. <laughs> that, that is true. That is honestly. true. Honestly. Yeah. Because uh, this one was just like a super high angle, like back flipping bump. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It looked fucking nasty and I would never want to take it. Yeah. But this one like had some head and some upper shoulders. Yes. There's one later that doesn't. <laughs> that does not. Uh, so, you know, Net- Diesel pretty much just kicks his fucking ass. Yeah. Uh, he hits the jack, or he hits the jackknife. He goes for like a one footed cocky pin. Yeah. Uh, one, two lifts his foot off. Cause he's like, this one's for Sean. Uh, so he, uh, tries to, doesn't even make sense what he does. He hits try- his finisher, yeah. pins him, releases it, wants to do it again, but instead of doing it again, shoves the ref for no reason. Yeah. And guess just like, Hey ref, fuck you. I'm doing it yeah, again. Fuck you. And then, he, and then he does it again. And then he does it again and gets DQ'd for shoving the ref. Yeah. It's a classic, uh, nobody gets over finish yeah. because uh, one guy loses by disqualification and the other guy is dead from yeah. getting his ass kicked by the guy who lost the, the real heel gets his ass kicked and looks like a weak bitch. Yeah. And then the fake, fake heel, fake face guy yeah. looks like a dick for not finishing the match. Like he could have. Yeah. So instead of, way to not take the win, Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're again back in the back with Superstar Hotline. Uh, we got Sonny interviewing uh, Pigpen-covered uh, Triple H. And then we got Ray Rougeau interviewing Pigpen Henry Godwin. Uh, they You can't hear anything because commentators are talking over it. Oh, that was one thing I forgot to say in the the first Superstar Line thing. The one just with uh, Sonny and Ray Rougeau. So Sonny is talking it up, having a great old time. For some reason, uh, I was not interested in Sonny. I was only interested. I wonder why. I was only interested in Ray Rougeau, who did not say a word and was just staring and smiling into the camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was great. He was listening to the other line. He was, he listening. was listening to the person talk to him. Or he was listening. Which is exactly how or, the Superstar Hotline works. Or he called Sonny and was just oh, listening to her. maybe. Maybe he was the one that was trying to get a hold of her. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's definitely how the Hotline works, is that you as a fan get the call and just talk to one of the superstars. Yeah. Uh, so now, next we get Savio. We get santa claus <laughs> yep walking up and down walking down the ramp towards the ring handing out shirts and hats and whatever for christmas condoms but dibiase's music is playing the whole time yes uh so dibiase's in the ring uh as they're going around outside delivering presents uh dibiase pretty much says that you know even at christmas time he has everybody's got a price even you savio i could buy you so then he tells you buy you for 12 puerto rican pesos which is like four cents I'm pretty sure Puerto Rico just uses the U.S. dollar. Oh, I don't know, do they? it's part of the United it, States. Is it, though? Well, a lot of people will tell you no, including mm. the 
Former president. Second most president. recent president. The real president. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the, let's call him the once in, once in future president. <laughs> yes. The, the former and future president. Yeah. Uh, president 45 and 47 Donald Trump. And 47 <laughs> till end. Yeah. President uh, 45, 47, and that's it. He's a, he's a real um, a t- television show that runs for like 12 seasons and the main lead star actor leaves in season 11. So for the last season, they just have they just replace him with some rando. But that's the end of the show. It's just that last rando until the end. Are you talking about two and a half men? I guess. I, I didn't really have anything in mind. I assume it sounds that, like you're talking about two and a half. It was, it was like um, when they brought in that guy from Punked, the, the Punked guy. That's what we the know Punked him as. guy. Uh, no, it was the like Demi uh, Moore's wife. C- CSI, where it was like, all right, William Peterson's leaving. We'll do Ted Danson for a while. Like, oh, Ted Danson's leaving. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne? And then like, all right, show's over, guys. See ya. Thanks for <laughs> participating. Um, Thanks for participating. <laughs> I believe that's that's the title card they put up at the end of the final CSI. Did they? Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks for participating. Oh, God, do you remember when was it? I don't remember the guy's the actor's name, but David oh, Caruso. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it though. I've like, seen everything. No, you said you haven't seen all of original CSI. You've seen I, more of CSI. I've seen Miami. shockingly little CSI. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of CSI Miami because the problem with regular CSI is that the be in like the cold open before the credits, nobody puts their sunglasses on, and then uh, Pete Townsend screams, and then has a one a really good one liner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you... I'll tell you what regular CSI episode I have seen. Fur, oh. Fur and Loathing. Of course. Yeah. The only episode. The only seen. good episode of CSI. If you've never seen CSI and Guys. you have no interest Guys. in anything CSI, yeah. do yourself a favor and watch at least one episode. I will tell you what. See, it, it, I'm going to say season. Let's see if Scott can pull it out of the Season four, episode 11. Is that a ge- that, general guess? That is I'll, a, I'll give it to you within four episodes. That is a pie-in-the-sky guess. I will get... Oh, my God. 335 episodes? That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. I've probably seen the first seven seasons. Oh, uh, Drew. I'm six off. Were you? 405. Oh, you know what? I'll give it to you. I, I was happy I got the season. I'll it felt it like you. season four. So that's where that's where the show was at that point. Season four, episode five. Fur and loathing. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Watch that episode. Yeah. That is the only episode you will ever need to see that show. And report back to us. Yes. Please tell us. Report back to us at not Scott Hanson on Twitter at Sarian Soft Pause. Soft Pause. <laughs> also on Twitter. Not done. Parlor. You're off Parlor. Uh, I've never been on Parlor because I'm not scum. Mm. I know you're on parlor so i guess that makes you scum um it's a place where me and my friends can hang out and talk real shit talk the truth yeah nobody censors you yeah you get to say whatever you want unless i say anything left-wing then they do censor you so it's kind of the same <laughs> i that is pretty funny it is very funny that is like the the thing that you're mad about happening on all the other ones you get to do on this one it's almost like right-wing assholes are wildly hypocritical <laughs> what i know is that the end of the podcast? Oh, silence. <laughs> I, I think there's more wrestling show. Oh, okay. So I also don't like how you spelled Mabel. 
What did I? Oh, whatever. I was <laughs> typing fast. Um, the he spelled it with a Q, guys. M A Q E L. Makel. Uh, yeah, anyway, so DiBiase calls Savio on the ring, tells him he's gonna buy him. Then they have this whole, like, it's, it's the... It's for babies. It's the fucking worst thing. It's a skit for babies. It's a thing for, for just the dumbest, most retarded babies who think Santa's real. And he's saying to, to Savio, like, you think Santa's real? You really think that this fat old man can travel around the world in one night? And he's like, just... He's like, just, just I do. (laughs) Yes, I really do. Uh, he's oh man <laughs> as a man who is genuinely from Puerto Rico if you close your eyes and listen he's to got him. the fakest sounding real Latino <laughs> accent of any Latino person ever yeah it sounds so fake it sounds like a white guy pretending to do Cheech and Chong. a white guy going over the top yeah it's it's horrible so he the big promo about how much he really believes in Santa Santa's real and and then DiBiase says well guess what Santa's also got a price and I paid it and then bam Santa clobbers him from behind with the toy sack him and Santa give him the beat down um, then they they go to leave uh, Savio gets up and chases them up the ramp he then starts to clobber both of them the hat the hat hair and um, beard beard come off of Santa it is revealed. To, I mean, the audience doesn't know this. We know it as a young Balls Mahoney, mm-hmm. who will the next week become, or the next night, become Santa Claus. Uh, who, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's Klaus. I think it's Klaus. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it's Klaus. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think it's Santa Claus. Uh, and then what's he do the night after that? Uh, you know, <laughs> nothing. He has one match. He has one match that ne- the, that's taped for superstars yeah. the next night, and then he's gone. Because yeah. you can't really do an evil Christmas character... Year-round? Year-round. But also, they waited until the 17th of December, and then he's gone Look, before Christmas. We're going to get one real good week out of this. So, you know. Um, maybe he does a promo on Raw, or they introduce him on Raw. They but probably introduce him on Raw, yeah. he has the superstars match, and they're like, well, this is run its course. Yeah, they're like, well... We, we had a good time, everybody. Uh, thanks Go for change coming. your name to Balls. Thanks for coming. And then die from heroin. Or cojones. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It's... His most famous role in TNA is a hard justice as cojones. Yes. So, next up, we get a Mabel promo about uh, the whole breaking Undertaker's face and... Being a bad guy, they stole the urn. They melted the urn down so it was a gold chain. Yeah. Uh, and then Sir Mo is now wearing the gold chain instead of the uh, crown, which makes no because sense. Because sirs don't get crowns. He's a sir, I'm not glad a king. Someone or, took or our note on that. Um, so we get Mabel versus the Undertaker in a casket match. Um, as they are wheeling the casket to the ring, Scott noticed... Because Ma- Mabel, the-, the gimmick was that Mabel has tagged the casket. It's covered yeah. in graffiti. He spray-painted the casket. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, so as the casket's getting wheeled down to the ring, Scott, like, popped hard... Eagle Eye Scott over here. Because on the front of the casket... BSK! BSK... Bone Street Crew, baby! baby. Secret backstage clicks! Yeah. Real, real funny. Like, I would imagine that they were like, that, uh, like Fatu or something was like, yo, we're doing this. Yo, and yo, in the S in the BSK, make it a dollar sign. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're real CFOs with a dollar (laughs) sign. 
They they acquired real CFO is a big BSK fan. Uh, this time we noticed, much like last show, where it was uh, a baby faced rhino. Uh, we get a very young Jeff Hardy carrying the throne with Mabel. Of all the people to carry and Mabel, 1995 is, Jeff Hardy. He is fucking struggling. I mean, all the, the, like they all la- last in your house. It was for like it was all big thick big, boys, thick boys. These were not thick boys. This was like thin baby. This was a rib. Like yeah. these guys must have like misbehaved backstage. No, this, this, this was paying their dues. All right, you're not on ring crew. You're carrying the fat guy to the ring. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, they like all three of them are are like Jeff actively has pain in his yeah. face. Like, and he, he weighs tell. 100 pounds. Yeah, he's, and he's like 19. 12. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> um, so, so Mabel comes to the ring. Uh, before Undertaker comes to the ring, they go to the back where Handsome Doc's got to hawk some merch because that's his job. Mm-hmm. So he tells us about the WrestleMania arcade game. You can get it for Super NES. Which I had sixty four ninety nine. Or 69 You could get the Sega Genesis version for fifty nine. Fifty nine or sixty four, yeah. Sixty four. And you can get the uh Sony PlayStation one for like it was much cheaper, right? It was like forty five. Yeah. For forty five ninety nine. So he's hawking the game. Uh is that yeah, he doesn't know anything else. Because he, he talks Not really. he does something later. Yeah, we we just remarked how like Video games really haven't gone up in price in no. 25 years. Like, video games are still kind of like 70, maybe 80 bucks. Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about the technology and the quality of them. Yeah. That it's like, they've just maintained their price. I, I'm, like It's not like you're going to be able to charge $200 for a video game. But with inflation, that's easily what they were charging then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like seventy bucks was a lot, in and there wasn't even the easy accessibility to them as there is now. No. Like, yeah, you can you can download things online, but there's like every like Best Buys or Fyes or uh, like GameStops or uh, we we have uh, electronic boutique. Like they're everywhere. You could just go in and get games. But yeah. Then like everything was one store, or you had to order it online. Yeah, well, or order it not online. Fucking. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, sorry. You had to call and order it. Yeah. Or like from a magazine, or I mean, I, I, yeah, I meant you order see, it. In general. Drew, Drew and I are from an era where online was the phone. <laughs> uh, correct. Uh, so Undertaker comes out. He, of course, has the Phantom of the Opera mask after having his face crushed by Mabel and Yokozuna. And having his face crushed by Mabel from in a different spot, yeah. for real. We couldn't remember what the actual reason behind the Phantom Mask was, so we looked it up. It was a errant clothesline by Mabel that broke his orbital bone. That sucks. So, sucks to suck. Uh, we did note that Mabel didn't have the gross, like, greased down weird yeah and an effort was made here but it was like a messy mohawk yeah like the mohawk was just like up but not really maintained yeah uh he looks terrible <laughs> uh yeah there wasn't really a lot to this match it was six honesty. minutes long it was six minutes long which is on which a is short and b is exactly how long it should be <laughs> uh, correct there was a lot of just like Mabel does a big move, Undertaker sits up. Mabel does a big move, Undertaker sits up. Yeah. Mabel does a big move, Undertaker sits up a little, little slower. bit slower. Yeah. Um, Mabel does a surprisingly really good off the second rope uh, be- belly splash that Taker sits up out of the way. Big of. flop. Takes a good bump. Yeah. He also does a really good like side belly to belly. Yes. Uh, which I was shocked that he could get Undertaker up. Yeah, you popped for that. Mabel's not 
athletic. No. Uh, Sermo outside the ring in a white t-shirt, wearing a gold chain with a black uh, suit jacket over it. Yeah. Made him look a lot like Don King. Yeah, it was a good look. Uh, there was... So, anyways, the finish, they, they there was a good tease of throwing Undertaker in the casket earlier, but you could clearly see, or at least I could clearly see, that, like, when Mabel let, like, he, like, let go of the casket door to close, you could see the two referees outside, like, very slowly holding the door to lower it down. Yeah. So Taker didn't miss didn't the, like, miss the get your arm out at the very the last arm second. spot, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the end was... Uh, off the ropes, take take her big run, big boot. Mabel takes like a really fast through the ropes, like hard drop into the casket. Yeah. Uh, Sir Mo gets in. Uh, yeah. Taker has cho- choked on Mabel earlier, and it was like a because you, Mabel's such a fat pig. Yeah. You get him up, but like as you're choke slamming him, it takes all of your energy to choke slam him. So Taker sort of like goes, goes down, down with him. him, takes a side bump. Yeah. But then when he gets Sir Mo, first he he puts the gold chains back around Mo's neck. Uses that to, like, pull him in and punch, pull him in and punch, pull him in and punch. Then he hits the choke slam of Mo, who is significantly smaller than Mabel. Yeah. But he does, but does the, the exact same, thing. same bump. Because I guess he was on a roll? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, or maybe he was trying to make that his thing. Uh, I was like, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to do a different I'm choke gonna slam. I'm going to fall down when I choke slam now. Yeah, maybe, he saw, maybe he saw the giant do it, and he was like, that's, hmm. that's me now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he chokes him's Mo, rolls him into the casket, he goes to close the door and then realizes, oh, I forgot to get the gold chains off of Mo that you put back on him. Yeah, you had them already. Yeah. You had to get the chains twice. Get the chain, use a chain, higher numbers of your friend. Taz's keys to victory. Uh, so he rolls Mo in, gets the cat, gets the chain out of the casket, closes the door, bam, matches over. Boom. It, it, it was nothing. Glorified squash, Mabel's push, done. Good. See you, Bam Bam. See you, Mabel. Yeah, a lot of house cleaning at the end of 95. No no big boys anymore. Big changing of the guard. Um, so Lawler and Vince uh, throw it to JR backstage, who's with Cornette, uh, Bulldog, and who they keep referring to as Mrs. Davy Boy Smith. What, you want to let her be her own person not, and give not, her some sort of agency? You, you don't want to call her Diana you Hart Smith? recognizing her as a person outside of being someone's wife? Yeah, I mean, it's true. They are Women are objects. And you own them. You physically own them. When, you can do what you want with them. When, they are your property. When are you getting the Daddy's Little George Clooney's Wife shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they, yeah, they're talking about how Bulldog's, you know, they, they're reviewing Bulldog beating him at SummerSlam 92 in Wembley. They review the fact that, they, they mention the fact that Bulldog has beaten Brett twice and Brett has never beat him. We had to look up what the other one was and it was like a nothing superstars a match in 87 superstars when they were both young tag team and, Yeah, wrestlers. and it went like six minutes. Yeah. Uh, so they reference that and then they interview Diana Hart about what it feels like to have to, you know, be between this, in this family feud, whatever. And of course, Diana Hart has the promo ability of her brother, Brett. Fountain Um, of charisma, Diana Smith. Just full of, uh, full of wisdom. I like, I like to see wrestling and I hope that my husband does not die young. (laughs) Well... 
I got bad news for you, Diana. Hmm. Uh, Don't worry. Her lack of charisma and lack of, I don't know, even understanding how wrestling works will definitely come up in a second. Oh, my God. Um, It's like she's never seen it When they came to the ring, we noticed that Jim Cornette had an amazing Santa Claus face cover for his tennis racket. And is wearing a red jacket with green pants. With green pants. Full full Christmas stuff. Committing to Christmas. I like it. So, yeah, the main event is Bret Hart defending the World Wrestling Federation title against the British Bulldog. It is the third month in a row that the Bulldog has had a title match. Yeah. Um, they made, Dude can't buy a win. They made reference to the fact that he was wearing the same gear he wore at Wembley when he beat Bret for the IC. Oh, I missed that. Uh, was that was that true? Yep. Okay. Yeah, same gear. It's the it's the one that That's actually cool. has... It's I, I like that his gear has been getting progressively more Union Jacky. Yeah. This, this, this is the Union the, Jackiest. Has the full worn. Union Jack on like the crotch to the knees. Yeah. And then has the two the three color like front, side, back with tassels. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is the best Bulldog This gear. is good gear. Yeah, this, this is, is the best very Bulldog good gear. gear. Yeah. Uh, they constantly throughout this entire match... Cut to picture in picture with Diana Hart, who is a very handsome woman. <laughs> for a while, for the first, I don't know, eight cuts, I was kind of convinced that they were just showing the same footage, the same picture, yeah. over and over. The same... But there were actually slight differences. So it's just that she is uh, expressionless. And has no idea what's going on. Yeah. I don't know how you can grow up in the fucking Hart family. But, like, she she like is the, Bret Hart's sister. She is Stu and Helen's family. daughter. It's not just a wrestling family. It's the <laughs> wrestling family. Yeah. Like, your father is one of the greatest wrestling trainers of all time. Yeah. He And, like, you literally have no understanding of how, like... It's like she didn't know psychology. She didn't no, know like hope spots or like or like false. There are a bunch of like like, like moves, kickouts, like no nothing, reaction for no anything. Reaction. She is like a, a a zombie, like a motionless zombie. But we eventually, as is most of the hearts, true. But we eventually found out what she responds to. Yes, suplexes. She she did pop. She did actually react to a, a German suplex, a German a snap and, German suplex, and, and a, a superplex. superplex. Those are the Those, two. That's it. Everything else, nothing. Um, so I not including really the finish, because I don't think she understood who won. No, no. So at one point, Bulldog's got Brett in the corner and he's working him over. Earl comes in to like break it up. Bulldog clearly hits Earl. <laughs> he then goes over, and, but like, legitimately by accident, like, and like helps him up to his feet, which is kind of oh, funny sorry, sorry, because sorry, sorry, like sorry. because we just came from a guy shoving from the ref Diesel and getting shoving DQ'd. the ref and getting DQ'd, and now Bulldog like accidentally hits Earl, and it's. No, I mean, obviously you couldn't have just gone like, well, the, these are the rules, but, but, but ring the bell. Yeah. Like, you know, two minutes into the match. <laughs> um, so there, this match obviously like for a real, like for wrestling fans is one of those ones where Brett takes it upon himself to do what's best for the match, even though the rules dictate you can't. Yeah. I, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure they were under a no blood order at this point. I can't think of any real blood stuff around this time until right? like 97, 97 mania. Yeah. Like Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I can't think of any actual blade jobs no. from like 93, four, maybe yeah. to then. So they, they were obviously definitely, this is their yeah, first. I'm pretty sure they weren't doing This is blood. their first of several uh, no blading rules. Yeah. Uh, so Brett, Brett doesn't give a fuck. Brett, quote unquote, hardways 
uh, for insider baseball, which is like when you get thrown getting into cut the, for real. Yeah, when something hits you and you like it actually cuts you open. You don't do it on purpose. Yeah. Spoiler: wrestlers cut themselves. Uh, so including here, where you could see him do it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely saw the clear moment where Brett was cutting himself. So Bullock throws him really hard into the stairs. Brett goes face down, and you can see him clearly cutting. Then they do a pick him up, ram him into the ring post. When Brett lands on the ground and like on his hands and knees, and just his forehead explodes. A fucking fountain of blood, yeah. all over the mat. It's great. And as soon as it happens, both Jerry Lawler and Vince McMahon like don't want to acknowledge don't, it. Do not. They're like, "How long can we go? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll clot really, really fast." Spoiler alert: It doesn't. It does not, <laughs> and we'll never have to mention it. So eventually, Lawler says, "Ah, oh, he's busted wide open, uh, McMahon." And then they and Vince would not agree with him. No, he was like, and, "Well, and, yeah." Nothing. And they just move on, yeah. yeah. And then they don't really make too much reference to no. the blood, but they do sort of, like, say, you know, this is wearing down heart. This yeah. is making uh, him No one's taking it to Brett like this, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but, like, they don't actually say, oh, blood loss, or, like, Bulldog working over the, the head or whatever. Yeah, like, and yeah. also, Vince internally is losing his losing mind. Losing it. And I can only imagine what that conversation backstage with Brett Cool boy. Like. Yeah. So, um... There, that yeah. There's, there's a no, more Diana blank demon stare with no reaction, <laughs> just like looking into like it, it's like she's not even looking at the ring. She's just no. staring at the roof. It looks like she's and they're like she's staring through the ring. Like on the other side of the ring is a magic eye painting. It's it's that Ben Affleck, uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend <laughs> gif. It's really that. Uh, Bo- Bo- I like that we reference that a lot. I know, but it's amazing. It's perfect. Uh, so Bullock hits a diving headbutt off the second rope to Brett's butt, and yeah. appears to, to hurt his leg in the process. Hurt his leg because he gets up and you can see that he's like really uncomfortable, and then he like does something else, and you can see him really like he's really limping. Like, and then I I, I think what uh, that Cornette says something like "You okay?" and I think Bulldog says "I hurt something" because it mm. looked like that's what they said yeah. the ropes to each other. Um, but then like he, he does do some rope running and stuff and he he's seems okay. okay. Yeah. I don't think he's wrecked, but, but it's definitely I like a, at the a time sprain or he, something. He tweaked or, something. Yeah. Cause I'm like, when it happened, I'm like, did I zone out on Brett, like working his leg? Cause I'm pretty sure Bulldog's just been kicking his ass the whole time. Yeah. And Brett never hurt his leg. No. So yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, it was just a weird tweak of landing yeah. funny or well, hurting his get, knee or something. So you get for doing a weird diving headbutt to someone's uh, ass. That, that is correct. Uh, so they, they brawl to the floor again, and I, I just sort of made the reference to Scott cause you could see on the mat, like the slop old slop and like the pig penny mess from the pig pen match. Yeah. And it's like nothing like Brett having a gaping open wound in his face <laughs> and he's like laying on the same mats as all that shit, like literally right on top of it. Yeah. It's not like it was over in the side and he was just out there. No, it was he's like on top of where the stuff was. Yeah. So like, I'm sure that was great for his health. <laughs> uh, then Brett does a very uncharacteristic move by him. I believe he is going. He's doing a Vader bomb. Please correct me if I'm wrong. An Asai Vader bomb. <laughs> yeah. He jumps off this the bottom rope, I think. I think middle. Does he do the middle? I think so. So holds the top rope, springs off the middle rope, and then just sort of like does like kicks his leg out like a Vader bomb, so that bulldog to can, a standing bulldog so who bulldog just catch catches him, him in the power slam <laughs> and like, hits it. I get it. It's a it's a it's a cool setup to it. But in but kayfabe like, terms, what was Brett's plan? Yeah, what was Brett just gonna do the Vader bomb to him in hopes that Bulldog fell down when he did it? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. 
So, yeah, Bullock catches him, gives him a running power slam on the floor, um, which seems rough. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to take it. Nope. Um, then they, yeah, God, they do, Brett does the, you know, hard whip into the corner chest first. And which, we're like, Brett, you're going to hurt yourself doing that one day. Yeah, he, yeah, cracks his sternum. He also takes a really hard, like, you know, take it hard in the back, snap to your front. Um, and then <laughs> they get back in the ring Brett and him fight in the corner. Brett starts to get the upper hand. Brett does the, like, whip him hard out of the corner, drop to your stomach, so you give the guy more momentum. Yep. Bulldog, oh before he gets to the corner, does his... Does a full he, somersault. He does it all the time. Like, yeah. it's a bulldog spot. He does a front flip towards the corner, yeah. but he's not quite close enough. Yeah. So his leg actually ends up hitting the top rope and springs him backwards onto his head and neck. He, like, crunches his he, head. For, for one minute is he is just a human pogo stick he does one perfect bounce yeah on his head yeah just the top of his head yeah luckily the steroids and pills are saving his neck at the moment yeah he was fine yeah he was perfectly <laughs> but fine. could have so easily broken his not neck. even a reaction to it no another day at the office um and then yeah this is where the superbucks comes in that diana actually uh reacts to Ooh. Uh, and then the finish M- much like <sighs> the razor finish earlier yeah what what's going on with finishes just sort on of this like show bulldog runs at him in the corner eats a big boot to be fair the boot was very good boot was very it good. was very fast and very hard very hard uh, however that usually like sets up a whole comeback yeah or, or is just like a, or a hope cut, spot cut or, spot something. or hope yeah. spot or whatever doesn't usually lead to a finish directly to the that's finish. That's also not bre- like a regular Brett. Nope, finish. gives him a slow, deliberate, but technically good La Mahistral Cradle, and that is the three count. The end. <laughs> the end. Look, it's it's a real good like um, arms crossed around one leg, legs grapevined around the other. Yep. Like around the arm, like it was a real snug roll up. Yep. Like I, I I bet you it would be very hard for someone to legitimately kick out of that pin if he was actually doing it that well. Yeah, there are a few pins that if you do them tight for real, you can yeah. get a three It'd count with. Maestral's one, like uh, kind of a crucifix, crucifix maybe, small package maybe. Yeah. If you like, if you cross your legs on the small package, you can kind of hold a yeah, guy down. Yeah, and if you if you're really putting all of your weight in the right spot to yeah. like keep them down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, surprise roll up because those are very hard to kick out of if we've been taught the, anything. The biggest finisher in WWE. Yeah. The uh, rolling a guy up after he's distracted or by woman. something. Absolutely. Man or woman. Or both. It doesn't discriminate. Non-binary. Non-binary woman in wrestling. Um. So that was the technically the end of the pay per view, but we got the bonus uh, after after Quake of uh, Todd Pettengill or no Doc Hendricks. Todd Pettengill. Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks. In the back yes. with uh, Paul Bear and The Undertaker, uh, noting that The Undertaker in his match after he won had made a like, oh, I'm coming for the strap He's signal. Declared the number one contender by interim president Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, so as they're talking to, to Paul Bear about him being the number one contender, uh, take, or Diesel comes in angry about, well, why the fuck does he get a title match? Like, because you just I lost because you just lost, yeah. asshole. You got DQ'd and lost to Owen Hart and you just lost the title. There was no automatic rematch cause. Are you going to be okay? I'm all good. I even muted my mic and you didn't need to draw attention to it. No, because it came up on the thing because it heard it on mine. (sighs) Stupid bastard. 
Um, so Paul Bear had a very funny line, which he said, "Big Daddy, cool. You haven't been very cool lately." But in Paul Bear, Paul Bear <laughs> yeah. voice, so it was oh, very funny. Big Daddy, cool. You haven't, you been, haven't very cool been very lately. cool lately. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was rad. It was a great way to end the show. <laughs> yeah. What? So. Over, overall, not much of a, of, a, uh, of a good show. The main yeah. event was good. Main was good. The rest of it was whatever. The rest like, was very I'm, I'm sure skippable. that's going to be a recurring theme until, like, the, the towards the end of I'm these. trying to think. Ne- next one, we get one banger. Sure. One okay. after we get one banger. Yeah, which is just the running theme at the moment. And but I would the, imagine... And then some, actually, the next one, I think we get zero bangers. I was going to say, I would imagine the 98 ones... There's probably, like, two or three good matches, maybe. Yeah, and, and also... the 99 there, one, there's, like... A couple? Yeah, and also, as of late 97, they're an hour longer. That's so true. more yeah. matches. So there might be more stuff. Which I'm actually not psyched about. I'm, I'm liking this length. This length is good. It's yeah, really maybe we'll there. decide uh, for everything September 97 on, uh, on an hour to fast forward. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can do that. There's going to be some, some junk in there. Junk in the trunk. Like, uh, like Vince Russo promos on Nitro when we did that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was fun for everyone. <laughs> or just, or, like, in general, most promos. Yeah, really a lot of promos, if uh, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, so, I don't know, that seems like plenty, uh, quite honestly. Um, you should, uh, intrepid listeners, uh, look, it, it takes a lot to keep the lights on here. We're doing two goddamn shows a week. There's barely any time to There's kiss. actually going to be a bonus episode. Yeah, and we're giving you a bonus episode that, um... Will only appeal to five people. That you've already heard? Question mark? No. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, you've definitely already heard it. Yeah, don't forget that bonus episode was released last... <laughs> that we did. So, before this one. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is send us a little bit of money at paypal.me slash Henson. It helps us... We're struggling at we're struggling artists. We're struggling. We're we starving. don't want to have to resort to porn, but we will. Well, I swear to God, we will. So, but we're not going to release it, so you won't get to see it. No, we're just making so he, porn for ourselves. We're just making porn and buying it off of each other to keep the money in the family. Yeah, to keep to keep the recording devices working, we're just going to do it for each other. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to maybe help us get that porn out there, or perhaps stop having to make porn. Uh, send us a little bit of money. Uh, but uh, I would yeah. like to run for governor at some point in my life. Yeah. So I would like to not have a bunch of gay porn videos released of me. I agree, and I would like to work for WWE and say and say bad things about gay people, and then have it come out that I did gay porn. That's mm. my that's my dream. What about your mental illness? I would also like to say thing about how uh, mental illness isn't real, and if you and have it, you're a baby, you're and weak. then and then miss WrestleMania because I had an anxiety attack. <laughs> 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 anyway, secret letters T. See you next time.